My next guest is an anchor and reporter for the NFL Network. I want to welcome back on Mr. Mike Yam. Mike, are you ready for the season? Uh, I feel like that's a loaded question. I feel like pressured into saying yes, even though I really am not quite there. I feel like I'll feel better after a couple more weeks of the preseason. Me and everyone else, right? And I'm sure the players yeah. will feel that way. The coaches will feel that way. There's just been a ton of prep and been able to uh, to jump around. I had Niners camp. I had Chargers camp. Got some studio stuff too. So it's been busy, but I almost feel like it's like cramming for a test where we've had all this time to study and, and talk about, which we have yeah. a lot of conversations about what we think could happen. But now that we're here and got a glimpse of some of these preseason games already, it's like, did I, do we really know what we think we know? So um, yeah. that's the longest way did answer to what was supposed to be a pretty pretty softball yeah. question so my apologies <laughs> i know that i know the odd scenes is, is the same length every year but this year just feels like it's been longer since we had like real football yeah yeah no i'm with you I, like it was crazy too even with the hall of fame game just getting that one i was like oh damn like we got real football that's here and i i think even the way mcdaniels used his lineup was a little surprising i didn't see i didn't think we'd see as many of the starters out there early and it, look it's a different philosophy for everyone obviously jacksonville in that game you know weren't basically playing most of their starters at all and then you know as we continue to see some of the things trickle through <coughs> excuse me um the Giants, obviously, with Brian Dayball throwing out some of those guys out there, and I understand why why that was going to be the case. But it is pretty cool to see some of the strategy behind what some of these coaches, the new coaches, are thinking about with their new teams. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really because I mean, at least Trayvon Walker at least played. I'm not going to pretend I watched a ton of that game, but I, I saw his sack, and I'm like, all right, good to get that out of the way. So yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't he know got a sack in that game. So I don't know who he sacked, but. He got one, so yeah. we'll, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been Stidham in that game that, that he had sacked, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had started that game. I do know late in the ball game, the Raiders threw out my guy, uh, Chase Garbers from, from Cal. I actually had him uh, at the NFL PA game. And obviously had him, you know, just covering him when he was in the Pac-12 for a really long period of time. So it's nice to see him get some reps. Yeah. Now, and then, so you were at Niners camp. What do you think of Lance? So I got pretty lucky when I saw Trey, like he looked good. Uh, you know, I, I hesitated, you know, answering your question because I feel like I've been a little clouded by a lot of the reports that I've been seeing on social media and things that I've been reading heading into that camp. I was there twice actually uh, in a period of about five days. So I didn't get to see a ton of practice cause we were doing uh, some hits and then we were actually hosting our show for four hours from site. So I barely saw any of the, of the practice on the second time that I was there, but I hesitate because there's been some speculation about sort of this boomer bust, uh, maybe the best way to describe his game. He's looked terrific in some stretches of practice and, and not so terrific in others. And I, I struggle with this one, Zach, because like I said, the, the practice that I, the portion of the practice that I saw, he looked terrific. Uh, I, I, but I also know that this defense is, is pretty badass. Like I think the San Francisco 49ers have a great opportunity to be not only one of the elite defenses that we've seen, they, they've been that the last few years, but I think this season, some of the help with Ward, uh, certainly in that secondary, I think that's a nice boost for him. Uh, the fact that Bosa is looking healthy and, and sort of like a monster when he's out there, there's a lot of reason for optimism. So when I talk about a quarterback who doesn't have a whole lot of experience as a starter in the NFL, didn't play a ton of college ball, and he's going up every single day against one of the elite defenses. I'm like, how do you, where do you net out? Uh, Kyle Shanahan has talked about 
some of the picks that he's thrown and, and he's made reference. He's like, yo, I, I actually don't have a huge problem with some of the reads that we've seen. And I want my quarterback to sling it when he's out there. Uh, I, I think he's, I think the fan perspective is we knew what we were going to get from Jimmy. Can Trey put us over the top? Now I think defensively it's going to carry this team. It's nice that Debo's back in the fold, but there was some interesting, I don't want to say developments, but you know, Zach, I'm, I'm there both days and I see Jimmy Garoppolo throwing behind the bleachers. Those are open practices. And it's a little weird because you got the fans that are literally turning around while practice is going on in the field to watch Jimmy and take photos and videos. And they give him a standing ovation at one point thinking to myself, like this dude's not even playing for this team. Now I'm glad they did that because he deserves that. But I'm just saying like the whole dynamic was just really weird. I feel like they're trying to get him out of it quickly, but they're obviously not going to take less than what they they're 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 asking price. But they also don't want to create any type of controversy because they've already said Lance is the guy. So it's kind of and, and here's the thing: if they move on to Jimmy, who's who's third string? Who's, who's who would be Lance's back? I have no idea. Well, you go down the list, and actually, I should pull that up in, in my notes right now. Um, and I'm blanking. Uh, I don't know. Your Google might be faster than than my Google uh, as I'm okay. kind of you know, looking at my computer screen here, flipping through, and I should know the answer to it. Cause I did see, um, uh, it's not Nick Mullins. Is it, am I blanking? Is that right? This one says why a till that was a little while ago. Um, no, 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 that's not. Yeah. Mullins. Yeah. Mullins. I think he's, uh, Oh yeah. See, look at mine. Three guys. Oh, a sud film. And Brock oh, that's right. Yeah, actually, Sudfield threw the day that I was there. There were four picks. Uh, Sudfield threw three of them. Nice. I've seen too much football, man. That's why I'm yeah. like, and some of these rosters are meshing together. Sudfield didn't look obviously didn't look great with the three picks, and on that day, uh, Trey threw one of them. But look, the point is, it's this is Trey's team. Yeah, and you said you were at the Chargers camp as well. What, what do you yeah. what do you think about how they're, they they obviously put in a ton of ton into this offseason. They grabbed J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, it's kind of adding pieces all around to a team that's just on the brink of going to the playoffs last year. I think they're. I think they should be the favorite in the AFC West. What do you? What do you see from them? Wow, I you know I can make an argument for them to be the favorite in that division, but until someone knocks off the Chiefs, I don't know if I'm ready to necessarily go there. It's six straight years that they've won that division. Uh, you're right. Uh, the job that uh, Telesco and Staley have done to, to sort of remake this team and address some of the issues that they've had, specifically with the J.C. Jackson uh, signing, bringing in one of the best cover corners in the NFL in a division where you're, you're going to need a dude who, who can uh, really compete and elevate uh, the way that he can is huge. Um, Khalil looked good in the practice that I was at. I talked to Austin Eckler after practice and got his take and he's like, dude, the guy's already wreaking havoc. He's like, you automatically have to account for where he is more than a few times. He's, he's like the ball snapped and, and Khalil's got an opportunity where he's already in the backfield, um, making a little bit of a mess of, of their team's offense. But Justin looked terrific, uh, the day that I saw him there. And clearly we know that the, the offensive weapons that he has at that wide receiver spot, look, they got, they got some of the best dudes in the NFL. I think the bigger thing from an offensive standpoint for that team in particular is one, uh, less drops. I mean, Justin had more drops, uh, and it's something that he had to deal with when he was at Oregon. There was a ton of drops. I remember talking to the coaching staff at that point, I think his last year there, there, there might've been, or one before his last year, um, second to last year is probably the better way of describing it. I think he had like 30, 40 drops, um, which was, which was sort of crazy. And, 
last year, you know, they led the NFL in terms of drafts. So it's something, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, those two dudes, you know, need to be probably a little bit more, uh, just better with the football, uh, is one. And then two, you know, Austin Eckler, I think you can make an argument, probably the most efficient back in the league. And I, even I had asked him this and just, you know, kind of like if he's underrated and he kind of laughed and it's like, nah, I don't think I'm underrated. He's like, you know, the fantasy community loves me, which I love that he knows that the fantasy community loves him, but he's like, I just don't do it the way that Derek Henry or Jonathan Taylor do it. Right. He's like, I'm not the guy that's going to run over or through dudes. Like, that's just not my game. Um, so I love that he's self-aware like that, but he's a freak, uh, you know, just his ability in space, elusive what he can do with the football in his hands as a receiver like there's so many things different things that he can do he had 18 touchdowns last year uh the only guy that was uh i don't even know if jonathan taylor did better than that they were either i think they might have been tied if i'm not mistaken um but the point is it's like they're one two right in in the league so to his point he does do it differently but i do love the chargers this year um we've had a couple different segments on a lot of our shows on nfl network what's comical is you know once again you can pick different guy or different teams that you could go for in in that division and really legit make a compelling argument for each one of them um i do feel like the chargers probably don't get enough attention or enough love uh, from our crew. Cause I know a few times I've had to even ask her guys like, yo, chargers, seriously, like we're not, you know, like, what are we talking about here? But, um, I, I do think they'll be very much in the mix. And once again, you know, if we're not talking about, you know, an inability to come up with a, a crucial stop, uh, at the end of that season, we're probably talking about them as a playoff team. Well, we would be talking about them as a playoff team. So yeah. the expectation level, I think just changed just based off of that game against the Raiders. Yeah, no, that's basically my ideology is that that's them. So that's one reason I'm praying that happens too. The Chiefs have an absolute gauntlet that first eight weeks. It's oh, I think yeah. it's like all playoff teams, like they'd be lucky to win six of eight. Um, Raiders obviously have re kind of re uh, invigorating their entire offense around Devontae Adams. The Broncos are reinvigorating their offense around Russell Wilson. Chiefs are doing it without Tyreek Hill. The Chargers have a little bit of contingency. They can kind of like just kind of go along I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of excited. Just kind of excited about the Chargers, and not really much hype going around. But it's it's why well, then kind of out east with the, in the NFC East. So obviously, an NFC East champion is not repeated since I think it's oh six. It's like McNabb and the Eagles. You think the Cowboys will do it again? Do you think they'll, no. they'll they'll break that mold? No. You no, like? no. I actually like you mentioned the Eagles. I actually like Philadelphia in that division. Um, I think the pieces and what they've done to address. Uh, some of the issues that they have is just better. And I, I do worry about Dallas's ability to be as prolific offensively as they were a season ago. I mean, points per game, uh, total offense. I mean, they're they're If they were not one, they were in the top two or three in the NFL a season ago. And I think there's too many changes. Uh, you know, we could talk about Amari Cooper, not being there and CD lamb, like his needs now step up. Um, do I think he can do it? Sure. I, I just don't think that room is as deep as it's been in no, previous down, years. Like November at least probably. And yeah. Third string guys, yeah. So I, I do, I just have concerns there and, you know, just for, you know, to bring it back to the conversation we were just having about the AFC West, you talked about continuity. Like, I just think this is a different team and then take it a step further. You know, it's Dallas up front you know, are some of those horses on that offensive line, are they going to be physical? Are they going to be able to open up those holes for, for Tony Pollard, who obviously does a great job in space as well. And, you know, Zeke where he's at right now in his career, 
you know, I just, I, once again, I just have concerns about that team being as good as they were offensively a season ago. So I think they just take a hit on that side of the football. I think defensively they're, they're going to be studly like they were last year, but I, I think the Eagles have done more this off season for me to feel comfortable saying that they should be the team to pick. And, and Dallas has losses than this offseason. Like, I just, I don't think Dallas is a better team this year than they were last year. And yeah. that might not matter because it is a different year and all these teams are different, but it'd be hard for me to say, hey, this is a better team. Therefore, they can do what they did last year when everyone else has made some moves too. I mean, hell, like what happens with Washington with Carson Wentz? Like, I was going to ask you, so, he, so he's, yeah. he's, he's, miss, he's missing targets without defenders, which is not a great sign in um, training camp, but like, I feel you feel like you get it together. I've been kind of all over the place this offseason with them. Obviously, wasn't thrilled they went out and got him because they probably could have had Jimmy Garoppolo for nothing. And so they gave up their paying him thirty million to give him second and third. Um, so, but obviously, I don't I don't know how he's going to gel with the team. They went out and got Dawson from Penn State in the first round. Curtis Samuel, fingers crossed, is healthy. They paid McLaren. Logan Thomas is healthy. Offensive line is fine. But and then you get Chase Young coming back like they. They have some pieces, but it all starts at the quarterback. And you don't know what you're going to get from them. And it might just be Heineke if something happens. Yeah, I mean, look, that's been kind of the story with him, right? Like consistency. I, I do look back at what he did last season, and I don't say, oh, my God, he was horrific. I don't think he gets – he's more of a polarizing figure in in the league than I think he should be. Look, I'm not saying that he's a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL. I'm not suggesting that. I But I don't think the negativity – uh, surrounding his name is necessarily all that warranted. Now, granted, you know, I had Jonathan Taylor a season ago and that will help things. Um, I, I think they're intriguing in this division. Um, you know, they're one of those teams where, you know, if they're last, I'd be like, okay, like I I could see that. And if they're pushing to win the division, I could say, "Eh, maybe, maybe, I mean, like, are they better than Dallas right now? I don't know if I'd have the cojones to say that, um, you know, are the giants a team that, you know, I'm look. I'm a Giants fan, so I I try to look at this through through an optimistic lens. Um, but I've seen, I've seen enough to know, like, hey, like a lot of this is going to come down to health. And and once again, I think that, you know, that group in the front office actually did a pretty good job addressing some of the issues in the draft. Um, you know, Evan Neal is is yeah, is going to be stood out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. Thibodeau, Kayvon, what what he can do to help a pass rush that that really did not generate enough but as they much as you're going to talk they got somebody in the second round not a wide receiver yeah um uh out of kentucky so like there's Wandale robinson yeah like they they got some guys that i think could be a good fit for this team and once again address some of their issues but you know i, I mean look if saquon's not not healthy like that's that's a problem for this team's offense and i think we all know that and if daniel jones can't figure it out. I think there's a lot of pressure right now on Brian Dayball to try to figure out Daniel Jones. And I, I see all these, you know, charts and full screen graphics about comparisons with him and Josh Allen. And, and you know, statistically speaking, where they were, it's like, mm, yeah, it's a different skill set that's out there. And, you know, it's a different, different pieces to that offense. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's an answer in year one where you sprinkle some pixie ducks dust over this team and say, Oh, okay, yeah, like they're gonna be competing again and they're gonna, you know, snap a five-year playoff drought. I, you know, I just I don't know if it's as easy as as that. I think it's it's a work in progress and the range for Daniel Jones is really significant. Like this is a dude who's either, you know, in store for a sizable contract just based off of the timing of his deal or looking to try to be a leader of a new, new football team. He might, he might be selling insurance next year. If he doesn't play well. Um, 
but the thing with the Giants is I, I'm so low on this division this year that if they benched Daniel Jones and Tyrod came in and they were winning games 12 to 7 and the division was as bad as two years ago, I could see the Giants yeah. winning the division. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we got a couple of our guys that think Tyrod Taylor is going to be the guy at some point. I think season. so. I don't think, I don't think the leash is that long. To be fair, I mean, yeah. we we saw it a little bit during the uh, the preseason game against the Patriots. Like, I thought Taylor looked great. pretty good. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. So, so kind of like, before I let you go, kind of looking around the league. Obviously, the Bengals last year just came out of nowhere at a Super Bowl. Is there any team this year that maybe is not like a team that was real close to making the playoffs last year, but the team that's just going to come out of nowhere? You think they could make it this year, like Jacksonville or the Jets? I, 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 don't, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm, I'm higher on the Texans than some other people. But just kind of teams that just would shock everybody if they, if they just kind of just, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, well, look, if they, if they make the playoffs, I think that would shock everyone, and they, they really would come out of nowhere. So yeah. if, you're, if you're telling me to dig deep like that, um, I actually like yeah. Davis Mills maybe more than, than most I people I really do. like him. I, I really like him. Um, I had him um, at his pro day. And obviously, I know that program pretty well just from yeah, like, he, was from a, the he, was, he was a cow, Stanford. Right? Stanford. Stanford. What was yeah. He like? What was he like? Were you surprised he's kind of integrated himself this well in the NFL? Not at all. Uh, I think if he waited another year, he probably would have been a first round pick. Actually, more and more people that I had talked to. He might have been to, number one pick. Yeah, ahead of that draft, really liked him. I think there were some injury concerns that he had, which is part of the reason why um, he decided not to to go back to Stanford for another season. I think a lot of people had anticipated that, but um, you know, twofold. One, this is a kid who had a couple ACLs in his career, and two, he saw KJ Costello, who is his predecessor, get banged up, and we were talking about him as a potential NFL, you know, draft pick. He wasn't drafted. He's been kind of floating around. In fact, I think he might have signed with New Orleans. If I'm not mistaken, over the last couple of weeks, I thought I saw that come into my inbox. But the point is, Davis Mills, the more people that I talked to were like, yo, this dude could be a first round pick if he decides to come back. He didn't. He slips. Houston loves him. So I, I and I actually thought he played well down the stretch uh, last year. So um, do I think they're a playoff team? No. But, uh, you know, so if they do come out of nowhere, that'd be one thing. If they you won mentioned- six, if six games. They won six games. That shock you? No, no, I think that's a reasonable, I think that's a reason without their schedule in front of me. I think six is reasonable to get what you dropped the jets and look, I think they made upgrades. I think they're going to be a better football team, but I look at their schedule and I'm struggling to find a lot of wins on that, on that schedule. Like that's the issue that I have with them sort of coming out of nowhere as you described it. Um, you know, I don't think Baltimore is coming out of nowhere. I think people kind of expect no. them to be pretty good. Um, you know, maybe I would circle back to a team that we talked about since they were not a playoff team a year ago, and that's the Chargers. Um, I think they got an opportunity. But to be fair, I think every team in that division has an opportunity. Um, I, I I don't know if I'm as high as everyone else is on Denver. Um, that's just me, but I would be surprised if if they won the division. Raiders were a playoff team. I think they got you know one of they got a great chance. I mean they've upgraded uh, considerably everywhere, right? I mean Chandler Jones coming in, I, it's well chronicled and Devontae Adams and there's relationship with with Derek Carr. I yeah, I mean if you, you said to me like who's the team, a non playoff team that could make a run, maybe do what Cincinnati didn't get to a Super Bowl. Obvious choice for me is the Chargers, and I know we kind of hammered them already, but just sort of thinking through some of those other squads that you just you threw out there, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're playoff teams, to be honest with you. I don't think Houston is, and I don't think the Jets are, are built that way right now. 
but I do think the bills are the best team in football. So like, there's that aspect of it. Like, I think, you know, who's, who's the Super Bowl pick today, uh, you know, middle of August, I, I'd still lean towards Buffalo. Is this like the weakest hype around a, a reigning Super Bowl champion we've had in a while around the Rams? Kind of like everybody's like, oh, Buffalo's, Buffalo's going to win it. Um, you know, I haven't thought about it that way just because I feel like we talk about the, the Rams a lot on NFL yeah. Network. So, but it, the converse, look, do I think it's reasonable to, to have some doubts right now based off of what that roster looked like a season ago? I mean, I get it. Robert Woods was hurt most of last year, but he's not on this team. And when he was healthy, yeah. he was a, a pretty important piece of that right. offense. Um, OBJ not signed right now. So that team looks different. We saw the effect that Von Miller had on that defense. And I'll take it a step further. The effect that he had specifically on Aaron Donald, um, you know, a couple of our guys know him pretty well and know that team. And they've all said, you know, Vaughn brought him out of his shell a little bit to the point where it does make sense. Like I do think about Aaron Donald in previous years and some, some fans might be listening to your show right now. Zach. I'm like, who cares? Like the dude just produces. Yeah, I get that. But there is sort of like this different aspect of him and, and being sort of like, closed in that we've seen in previous years i was watching uh i don't even know what channel it was but he's on like one of those like remake remodeling home shows i'm like damn Ooh, aaron donald, like, donald? yeah donald? and i i don't think i would have I said that. that he would have done a show like that three years ago um now my point of von miller maybe a little bit only because of the guys that i work with that that say that von had that type of effect on him so this is a different roster and it's kind of like when we talk about Brady and company, like last year, like, damn, they'll run it back, right? Like identical team. And they couldn't because of injuries and, and some of the things that fell into place. Um, by the way, speaking of 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 um, Tampa Bay, I'll throw this your way. Like, I think the Saints got an opportunity I really to, like I, yeah. you know. Jameis so, is average. They're a playoff team, especially because Tampa is just that much weaker. Yeah, like they're, yeah. Yeah, they're a wild card team. That would be yeah. shocked. That would be even. No, I go well, one one other one for you that like nobody everybody's like oh, they're gonna stink but like Mike Tomlin's never had a sub five hundred season I know they have no offensive one they three back a quarterback but what, what are you thinking No, I like them. Uh, I'm not worried about a losing season with those dudes. And part of it is because of the Tomlin factor that you made reference to. I think their mindset is just different than other teams. Um, case in point, right? Like. Uh, I don't know if everyone's got an opportunity to see the Lions and Hard Knocks from the opening episode, oh, right? It's phenomenal so far. Phenomenal. It, I loved it. So, but I, it reminds me now I spent, you know, a, a large portion of my career over the last decade covering college football. And to me, what's interesting is like, Dan is, that's like a rebuild, right? And I think about the things that he says and the things that he's doing and preaching toughness. Like, you know, if you're not tough, you need to preach it and like have your guys believe it. I think if we did like hard knock Steelers, Tomlin doesn't have to have those, those conversations with his guys. And it's not a knock on the lines. Like, I think they're still trying to figure out how to compete, which they did a great job of last year, but how to get over the hump and win some of these football games. I think those are two different franchises in different places. Yeah. I, I guess my only, and I'm not trying to make a comparison between them. I'm just basically what I'm saying is like Tomlin has yeah. set up, a system of yeah. this is their identity. Like we are, we're badasses out there and we're going to be tougher than, than the other, the other team. So like, I don't, I just think they're grittier 
And that's why I'm not concerned. You mentioned offensive line and look, they got one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think they got the ability offensively now to do some things that they quite honestly probably couldn't do with Roethlisberger there a season ago. And if it's Mitch or if it's Kenny Pickett, whoever their guy is going to be, I actually think that offense might be in a better place than it was a season ago because of some of those limitations that Ben had um, in the latter stages of his career. So I actually like the Steelers. I just think that division's so not the easiest thing to navigate, but a sub 500 record, like that's not happening with those dudes. No, no, because everybody's going to count on that out. And obviously you kind of got Mitch and you got Mason and you got Kenny Pickett, but just like the, the wide receiver, they arguably have the top five wide receiver group right now. I yeah. think uh, Fryer was that's young too. Year. Yeah, it's really young. And then I think they just paid Deontay Johnson. So you know, he's kind of ready to kind of go back out there sure. for himself. The defense arguably is the best defense in football. You can put him up there with Buffalo. And yeah. like nobody's talking about, talking about their people like, oh, the Ravens, the Ravens didn't do well last year. They have to get a injuries. The Bengals couldn't get it done. Everybody was just up to Cleveland with Watson. Mike Tomlin's never had a sub 500 season. Why is he starting now? They, I kept thinking they were going to address the offensive line, but they didn't. So like, do they, do they know something we don't? Because I feel like they, they're thinking this kind of thing through. So I would be shocked if they stunk. It's a, it's a really interesting thing. People yeah. are talking about it. And that's the other thing too, right? Like if you're built around your defense, like you're never going to get your butt kicked. Like you're not going to get blown out. So you're always going to be in games. Like I remember, um, once again, not to make a college football analogy, but when Herm Edwards took over in Arizona state, he, I, I had a bunch of conversations with him. And I remember one game in particular, we were in Seattle and I was, we were staying at the same hotel and we were doing an interview, um, before the, before game day. So I just sort of asked him about like philosophy because they kept winning these close games and he had turned to me and he's like, you know, off air. He's like, you know, like from a, a talent perspective, our roster right now is not as talented as everyone else's in the league. He's like, we get, we're, we're not the worst, but we're certainly not the best. So he goes from a philosophical standpoint, we're going to play this like the NFL. Like I'm going to junk this thing up. I'm going to be running the football. We're going to be physical. And we're just going to give ourselves an opportunity to be within striking distance at the end of the game and just hope our guys can execute. And sure enough, they won a lot of games that way where it was, you know, a single digit deficit. They might be, you know, up two or three points down, you know, a few points late in that game. And then all of a sudden their guys would just make a couple plays down the stretch. So I say that because I think the Steelers are one of those teams, even if you question yeah. their offense. And I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to do that just yet. Defensively, they're so good that they're going to be in a lot of these games. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. And then I, I don't I haven't looked at next year's, um, draft yet but like if they beef up that offensive line and one of these quarterbacks you don't have to be great you just got to be average like they're 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 a wild card team every year even though it's a tough division but it's, a, it's an interesting thing i know we're just all kind of making up things as really there's nothing going on right now but i can't it's awesome preseason back really appreciate you taking time out yeah man absolutely keep up with you man no, man. I uh, always appreciate the invite. Uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, both the same handle, Mike underscore Yam. And uh, yeah, man, just looking forward to the start of the season. I think we're all, you know, a little baseballed out at this point and just can't wait to get to week number one now. I, I, it was weird when I when they were in the, uh, the Derby. I completely forgot to do they were the Cleveland Guardians now. I'm really, that's how much baseball I've watched. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they forgot about that. No, but no, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't watch a ton of it, but I will say this: what they did for the All Star game in terms of getting those dudes wired up was one of the coolest things that I've seen. It was before. awesome. So it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, it I was wish awesome. they're doing now. I mean, do it now. Yeah. Do some teams that aren't they're making hard to make the playoffs. Certainly, the competitive advantage. I'll just make the game more interesting. People will watch. So, no, I know. Yeah. Always, always yeah. a pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anytime.